are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com with the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Screener Squad. Today, I have Luane, Jordan, and Mike, and we have watched Confess, Fletch, a spiritual sequel to, I guess, uh, Fletch Lives. It's, which was it's, it's like an adaptation of a different book. It's basically like its own thing, I think. Basically, Fletch is based off the writer who wrote these novels, uh, Gregory McDonald, because he was an investigative journalist, and then he quit doing that. And he wrote Fletch books, and they were super successful in the 70s. And then in the 80s, Chevy Chase was the actor chosen to be Fletch in the adaptations. They're mildly successful. Like, they're probably Chevy Chase classics. They're not the best, but they're still fun in a way because Fletch is just such a weird character. So when I signed up for this, I was like, man, that's that's some big shoes uh john ham's gonna have to fill then at the end of the day i thought about chevy chase in general and just him as a person and i'm like you know what fuck it john ham can probably do a good job but either way i went into this thinking like eh, a reboot eh, you know all those old feelings uh but i thought this movie was pretty good considering i loved it yeah i um <laughs> i i i uh, honestly i think i kind of prefer john ham he just effortlessly really fit into the character of Fletch. Like, I honestly like his deliveries a little. Like, given the dry, sardonic ways of this character, of course, yeah, Chevy Chase is a great fit, but John Hamm really makes it work. Because let's not forget, yes, John Hamm was incredible in Mad Men, but he's also... One of the funniest fucking people you could ever cast in anything. That's that's the main reason I was excited for it. The same with what Jordan just mentioned is that when they announced it, I was like, John Hamm needs to do more comedy because when John Hamm does comedy, he nails it every fucking time. And so when I found out he was doing this movie, I I'd only saw the, the first Fletch and that was so long ago, I'd almost forgotten about it. So when I watched this, I decided to rewatch old Fletch. And I forgot how incredibly quippy Chevy Chase's Fletch mm-hmm. was, where he quips every like ten fucking yeah, seconds. He's like a motor mouth. Where you're like, oh my god, for the love of God, shut yep. the fuck up. <laughs> Whereas John Hamm is more like he's more nuanced in his quips and his like smarminess, but he's still charming the whole way through. Yeah. Where Chevy Chase, you're just like, you're kind of an asshole. But, <laughs> as I watch this, but here it's like I kind of like this guy. Like, it's, but like during oh. one interview where he's undercover, it's like. Oh no, those are reproductions. I'll tell you, introduce my children. Yeah. The uh he's super laid back by comparison, and I think that works better for the character. Like you said, Chase was always 
constant, just a mile a minute, just wouldn't shut up. This, you sometimes you're like, wait, he just said something funny again, didn't he? Like it will kind of just cruise past you and you're like, wait a minute. Um, so, yeah, the subtlety is nice, although this still felt in a weird way, felt very 80s to me. I mean, not the not the way it looks because it takes place in the modern era, but there was just sort of a weird 80s mystery tone to it that. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's the thing I appreciated a lot about it because a lot of a lot of movies nowadays have to be these sort of oversaturated kind of mm-hmm. dark like things where this movie is just. It reminds me of something that would have been made in the 80s, mm-hmm. maybe mid, mid 90s in a lot of ways, because it's just fun. Yeah. It doesn't decide to be like and then something dark happens right. it's like, well, if something dark happened, there's still something funny about it kind of thing. And a lot of it just keeps progressing from there. And you never feel and and you never feel like the movie is trying to be um, too smart if, is the other thing. Because a lot of movies try to be like, oh, we got you kind of thing. Like the movie's like, just enjoy the ride. And if you figure it out before we get there, yeah, you know, congratulations. But like, hell, I didn't figure out what was going on because my dumbass was following Fletch's knowledge. Right. <laughs> and, and, and see, that's the thing I really love about this movie is that the mystery actually works and does engage you. I, I mean, mm-hmm. at least it, it engaged me like very well. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, Mike. Yeah, uh, hey, I'm kind of a dumb bitch, so I'll just go along with it, even though, like, with my own writings, I've read, like, so many goddamn detective things. Like, I've read everything Sherlock Holmes in my life, so I I just thought, I'm, uh, I, I'm probably going to figure this out before it happens. I didn't, but I still enjoyed the ride, because... Also, as much as John Hamm is the anchor that holds this movie, this has a spectacular fucking cast. Yeah. With Marsha Gay Harden, Kyle MacLachlan, and John Slattery. Eugene Merman. I was yeah. so happy about yeah. Eugene Merman. And Roy Wood Jr. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this I, this feels like a, an ensemble in a lot of in a, in the best possible ways. I I loved Grizz so much as it progressed. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought Grizz was just going to be a small, like a smaller side character, but she kept coming back, and I was just like, oh, yes, yeah, Aiden, more Grizz. Uh, Mayori. <laughs> it was mentioned earlier, you know, compared to Fletch back in the 80s, he was quipping every 10 seconds. He would carry the scene and move the dialogue, whereas Ham does the same thing, but we've learned how to do comedies better since the 80s. So we took all the best part of that, but we also added, you know, any more dynamic co-characters to let all of it flow together so it still has the same quippiness especially when you get like a person like Roy Wood Jr. in there from The Daily Show you know he does stand up I'm sure he does improv you know Eugene Merman like all these people are just known to kind of riff off each other and I'm sure the energy that Ham fed off was just you know great to work with one of the other things that made this feel sort of like an 80s mystery like a throwback was the the stakes there was never there's never a point where you're like fletch is really in danger right you know that this is like the second of like 12 books and he'll be fine and even the murders are like off screen like he comes home and finds a body right like aside from a couple of scenes 
um, like when they introduce his fiance, you could probably have watched this on like a Sunday evening mystery movie on like TV. And that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I actually like that. It's that moment he calls that's that moment he calls nine one one and he's just so nonchalant <laughs> about it. Oh my god. He's just I, like, Yeah, there's a murder. He's like, Well, you should probably be more like where he's like, Well, he's they're already dead. Right. Like the the, the, the danger's past. I like I'm just gonna be here. <laughs> at that scene. I really did. This movie is just so much fun. I loved it way more than I thought. I, I expected I was you know, maybe gonna really like this. I honestly loved it. I, uh, I to quote Roy Wood Jr., it was like, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed this white man nonsense. <laughs> yeah, this movie is full of just fun times. That's that's never, it never feels like it oversteps his absurdity. Like everything that he does still feels normal enough that it's not too absurd so it never goes it never goes that moment where fletch like passes out with the surgeon kind of thing like in, in the first movie it's so like to the point where you're like i can't believe that guy could get away with something like that i know but this is like i can believe he could get away with every fucking thing he does in this oh movie. yeah and, and i know i already mentioned the madman the madman reunion with john slattery playing his like former boss at the los angeles paper but it's like it's kind of fun to see a more laid back uh it, you know dynamic like you know, an interaction between those you know, two characters too like i loved damn near every scene of theirs together in the entire run of madman but here it's it, it definitely has a different feel but it's like you can still feel that great chemistry that they had for like seven seasons of that show my thing was anytime they were at the yacht club and uh, Eugene Merman's uh, security guard character was there, I could only see Gene from Bob's Burgers just being an annoying 10 year old, you know, asking questions of the guards and being, you know, just saying stupid stuff. Oh, I'm allergic to shellfish. Like, I love that he tells that to yeah. everyone who shows up. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can allergic. I, I'm sorry. It's just, you saved me some of the other stuff. But it's just like, why are you telling everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it works for a lot of the scenes that he's in. Like, that's pretty much exactly the feel you get. Because Kyle MacLachlan plays a, um, a an art broker that Fletch is trying to find out uh, about these stolen paintings that it seems that he might have. And so when he when he comes in and and um, Eugene Merriman is trying to explain everything, he's like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like slowly making his window go up <laughs> <laughs> as he progressively does that. And it's just like, yeah, no, I get that. Like, that's like that's very much like, yeah, the vibe that, that, that he's definitely going like, for. Like, given that was comic... And there's also... I was going to say, like, the, given that was comic Lachlan that was happening, too, it's just like, oh, just this random fan. It's like, good God, it feels like I honestly am kind of watching Twin Peaks at the moment. This this movie is just so much fun. Like if I I I've talked a lot of its praises. I'm gonna try to bring up some of the things that I could say are negative per se, but they're not really all that negative. It's just it's more just like there's nothing else very impressive about mm -hmm. it when it comes to a technical standpoint. Yep. Like everything cinematography wise is very just normal is the best way I can put it. There's nothing insane about it. There's nothing like super dark about it. Nothing super light about it either. It's just. It's just there. It's a TV <laughs> mystery movie. Yeah, and then there's also not a lot music-wise. Like, it's like, but really, those are the only things I could knock on it. But even then, that's not really... 
I don't really feel like those are too much negatives because that's just more like I'm not expecting I never I don't walk into this movie expecting some sort of like grand cinematography from like Nolan or some shit. So that's not really that much of a negative. But if you're looking for something different, like visually wise, you're not going to get that. I didn't know who directed this until I looked it up afterwards. Uh, there's a reason probably why I like this movie more than I thought I was gonna. Greg Matola is the one that directed this. He did Superbad, Adventureland. You know, he directed some episodes for Arrest Development. Um, he's got the comedic timing um, and obviously has had a, a track record of doing... Because I was going to say, Mike, like, uh, super bad isn't visually interesting, but now that I think about it, it kind of is, uh, for so many different reasons. Well, that one is, um, uh, the other one he did Adventureland was also very striking in the way it sets up. Like you, for some reason, the lighting and stuff on Adventureland is very, some reason tells you the time frame. I don't know why it does, right. but like it does. But for some reason, confess Fletch, I felt like never really did that. Yeah compared to those other movies he did probably the most striking visual stuff is when he's tooling around rome during the opening credits that's where you get some of the more visual stuff and that's just because he's tooling around rome <laughs> you know yeah that and then the, i guess the bedroom scenes early on too <laughs> with his uh his bad italian which was a lot of fun so i i i guess <laughs> i did a total uh screener squad boo-boo here i didn't really give the uh, basic plot of this movie, <laughs> and the we've only kind of alluded to it. And, and then Fletch uh, has to find out some stuff. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fletch goes to Rome uh, to see about stolen paintings. Falls in love with the daughter of the guy whose paintings might have been stolen, and it just goes off from there. Yeah, like it's that's the thing. Like. It's, the plot is like half the fun. So even talking about like yeah. the setup feels like it kind of ruins it because it is a mystery uh, and it's a fun mystery and it may not look, you know, super fancy. Like, you know, Mike said like a Nolan movie, but all the technical things are at where they should be. It's the script and the people that are uh, in front of the camera. Those are the people that elevate it to make it better than it, I thought it was going to be. Plus the movie gives you like the entire plot very quickly yeah. within the first, like, cause, yeah. cause like the first chunk is like, cause I actually didn't, I actually didn't look up anything about the movie mm -hmm. when I watched it other than this is going to be a Fletch movie. And then, so when, when the, the certain sequence happens and then it goes like what a month later, a month earlier, yeah. And then it just goes, here's the plot. Like they just sit down and say, here's the plot. And then it goes back. Yep. And then we're going <laughs> to like, catch okay, back cool. And it's just the short. You could explain it yep. that way. And so it's like, that's interesting. We all seem to like it. It's entertaining. Is it? What is Is it streaming on Netflix? It's going to be on Apple, I think. Yeah, it says the film will be made available on premium video VOD on September 16th before becoming an exclusive title for... Before eventually becoming an exclusive title for Showtime, oh, of all things. Weird. Mm. Fancy. <laughs> this Anyways. feels more like a Paramount ah. or a Hulu. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably it was, was going to be... It's probably going to be Paramount Plus, since it is Paramount that's distributing the movie. Well, there's a Paramount Plus Showtime bundle, so yeah. they're like, yeah, sure, the same too. company, I assume. Everybody's fucking each other here. All right. <laughs> God, How I about wish. we do some final thoughts? <laughs> I absolutely loved this movie. I thought John Hamm was perfect here. He's honestly 
better fit for the role than Chevy Chase. I really like Chevy Chase, but I appreciate like, yeah, it's not a mile a minute joke. You gotta let shit breathe. And the mystery is great. The cast is amazing. I really do love uh, just how effortlessly John Hamm, again, is so good here and fits in the role, but also how, how like the character of Fletch effortlessly like drifts from one situation into the other, like the elaborate ways he goes about shaking his tails. Like the like that that whole little subplot where it's just I gotta get rid of Grizz is amazing. And I I, I honestly found myself really loving this movie way more than I thought I would. So I'm going to give it nine out of ten fake IDs. This is in a weird sort of way, like my comfort food movies, man. I used to watch this sort of like TV evening mystery thing all the time when I was a kid. I've actually read a couple of the Fletch books and some of the spinoff books featuring Inspector Flynn, which is a an element that they replaced in this, I'm assuming, because of a rights issue. And I'm not even mad about it because, frankly, I like Detective Monroe, uh, Roy Wood Jr. He's fine. I like him in this. I think he's a better fit than Flynn, the character Flynn would have been anyway. Um, I think Ham is a better Fletch. Because he's not running his mouth constantly, I I strive to as give I, I strive to give as little a fuck as this guy does when he's going about his business. Uh, I'm kind of amazed. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, once I realized what I was actually getting into, I it made me super happy. In fact, my score probably went up the longer I talked about it. Um, in the end, this is four out of five pairs of gloves that Fletch should probably wear given how much shady shit he does in this movie. Yeah, I I love this movie. This is the kind of this is the exact role I've wanted John Hamm to do since I saw him 30 Rock. This was the kind of thing I every time I saw John Hamm do anything comedic I was like this man needs to be the leading man in something comedic like yesterday. And I'm amazed it took this fucking long <laughs> to really give him something like that. Hell, I, he's doing, he's doing all those progressive commercials too, which he's also pretty fun in as well. Like even though they're kind of you know they're dumb progressive commercials, but he's having fun with them at least. And then all the rest, the whole cast in this is amazing. Like I love every moment he has with John Slattery when he's on the phone. He's like, "What's the password?" And he just gives him this fucked up thing. <laughs> and it's just this fantastic little thing between the two of them. Like when they, when he first goes into the office with him, there's a lot of fun too. And then you know the stuff with uh, the contest, the contest, which is the the mom of the the woman that Fletch is dating in the in the movie. Flesh. Yes, who's oh, so flesh. much fucking fun every time she shows up. And like and he's just constantly trying to dodge her. He's trying to dodge Grizz and the inspector uh Monroe on this one because he keeps calling him inspector because like, apparently they gave him that name at some point. And then and then you know the stuff with Kyle McLaughlin was so weird because he's a character who's an art dealer who's really into EDM and that alone was just like, what the fuck is going on? But I couldn't help but laugh at every every single time all these characters showed up with him. And like Luane was saying, he's charming. I believe he's charming. He's not too quippy. 
it's to the point where you're like, oh, I can't stand this guy. You're like, I would hang out with Fletch if given the opportunity. <laughs> and whereas Chevy Chase Fletch, you're like, I would tell that dude to go fuck himself because he would would not leave me alone. And then, so I think this is a much better idea of what Fletch could be. And I hope this does well enough that they do more of these because I don't feel like we get enough of these types of movies where they're just fun little comedy mysteries. We used to get these every now and then, but like they just sort of died down. And I, I want this to be a thing again. Um, I have to give it four. You know what? I'm just, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it five stars out of five star lift drivers that he progressively gets throughout the movie. <laughs> Damn it. I should have gone before Mike. <laughs> This came out in the 80s. I'm an 80s child, but I didn't see this until I remember when you go into Best Buy and there were these things called DVDs. Uh, no, no, no. Like back when they actually yep. put them on racks and we all bought them like candy. Uh, a box set came out with both Fletch movies. I'm like, eh, all right, 10 bucks, whatever. And I ended up liking them. You know, they, they were fun. They were interesting. At the time, I had more respect for Chevy Chase, even though he's always been an asshole. And the reason why I signed up for this was like, oh, man, those movies were great, you know, just by themselves, you know, not perfect, but they were good. They're great. This just I don't know, just carries the ball so much further. And like you said, Mike, I, I hope this does really well or well enough that it'll get a sequel because it's we need more movies like this. This is fun, uh, engaging like we've all said great cast there's really not much to tear apart about it it's it's just a solid movie with an extraordinary cast and story in my opinion so i was going to do five out of five five star reviews <laughs> sorry <laughs> but i can't get no, no 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 it's fine but i can't give it a perfect 10 out of 10 because that's it's just that's just too much but okay i'll do uh nine and a half out of ten Stolen paintings. Super original, Chad. Good job. <laughs> See, my other one I had was 9.5 out of 10 fake names. Because I love that I love that sequence where he doesn't remember the fake name he came up with. <laughs> yeah, there's that there's that moment where like all the different people that he's lied to come into the room and they're like, Well, I thought he was this. No, his said his name is this. He's like, okay, there's a lot of moving parts here. <laughs> Influx. <laughs> 